Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net. And enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What? advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. This is Almost Good Advice with Ben Higgins and Ashley Iaconetti. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Good Podcast. Today is another episode of the Almost Good Advice Podcast. This is our new spinoff series where Ben and I will be giving advice to all our listeners, which. Again, we call it almost good advice because, you know, we don't want to say that we are the greatest at advice giving, but we do love hearing from you guys and all the situations that you have out there. And because, you know, we've gone through dating on TV, well, maybe we can talk about that. <laughs> We're on reality to, television, like, a little so bit we of an expert everything. degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've dated on TV. You know, it's like a TV doctor. <laughs> okay, well, guys. Um, we have a couple great questions that we're going to dive into today. Uh, Ben, do you want to keep leading? Do you want you? Okay. So Ben, Ben, if you guys listen to for episode one, like I do think that he gives way better than almost good advice. I think 
never listen to me, guys. <laughs> Always listen to Ben. He's so, so good at this. And um, we're going to let him lead these stories. So, Ben, go for it. One of the best things that have happened in my life is for the last eight years, we've hosted this podcast together. This has been a gift that keeps on giving. And one of the things when anybody asks me about the podcast, I always say, Ashley and I come from like very similar like foundations, but very yeah. two very different perspectives and how we kind of see the world. And I think that's what makes this make the most sense and why it works and why we can do this for as long as we have, because you're going to say something that somebody out there is going to hear and they're going to be like, that is exactly what I need to hear because that's who you're speaking to. And I might say something that they say, hey, that's exactly what I need to hear because that's who I'm speaking to. Mm -hmm. And together, just like we do in our friendship or in life, there's going to be some type of crossover that I think you can take a nugget maybe of, of wisdom from because together, I think we kind of round the whole circle out. Okay, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Joan writes in with the first uh, question. She goes, my husband and I have been married for two years now and feel like it's time to have kids, but I'm still scared. I'll be giving up my life. So I guess this is kind of two, uh, two questions. How do you know when you're ready for kids and how do you have kids without losing autonomy over your life and your time? Thank you. Love you guys. Okay. How do you know when you're ready for kids? Um... I don't know that you're ever really ready, but like, I think for me, it was like trying for kids. And then because like, honestly, just like biological clock timeline being like, okay, like I want to be around this age when I have one. And then I want to remember this age when we have two. And, you know, that kind of goes in line with the fact that we've been married for this many years and like I want to have this amount of energy, you know, like it's kind of logical at first, or at least it was for us, because I think, and I'm not there yet, but I think that most people would actually feel ready, ready around 40. And I would love to talk to a parent who actually became a parent at 40, but we all know that biology makes it harder to especially start having kids at 40. And then you're not going to have as much energy, perhaps, in your 40s. But anyway, so like, yeah, I feel like there's just this urge still in your 30s that you like kind of want to be like, oh, we are just young and married and we can do anything we want whenever we want. We just want to keep kind of living that like whimsical, romantic, young lifestyle. Um, but if you go like with what I what we did just kind of like logical and then I felt like we were really ready when we were trying and I really wanted the pregnancy test to say positive then I was like oh okay this is something that I actually really want right now and then so I think that's and then and then when the kid comes you'll figure it out like you will be ready actually I don't, of course, maybe not everybody's ready. I'm talking about like, you know, people who are married, settled, like planning to have this child, right? So I'm just talking in this sect right now. But when you have the baby, it'll all kind of click. It's just kind of nature. You get in the swing of it. You're going to be fine. And then how do you have kids without losing the autonomy over your life and your time? Well, I don't know if I figured that one out yet. <laughs> as Dawson was almost two, 
the first six to nine months is definitely adjustment period and then you kind like you kind of just like force yourself to get into a routine where you're gonna like take care of yourself probably not as much as you would used to but like you're still taking care of yourself and then you're working and then you have enough time with your spouse but probably not as much time as you would have liked not as much time as you used to have but like probably enough and it's just all kind of ebb and flow and it's all kind of just finding the groove but you will find your groove there's a lot i i mean i'm i'm listening to you and learning from you there because i could have been writing this same question to you yeah i am in two years in a marriage i've made it very clear that I've never woken up one day and been like, I can't wait to have kids. I can't mm-hmm. wait to lose sleep. I can't wait to do all these things. Um, but I know I want to be a dad and I know I want to share my life with a family. And I know Jessica is going to be an incredible mother. And I, and I, so I want to do this with her. Um, but I've, I have felt like you, Joan, where I've said, I've never felt ready. And that's weird for me to say at 34 that I've, it's never felt ready for me. And talking to you, Ashley, off the show and on the show some about it and talking to other parents, a lot of my friends now have kids. I think what you said is exactly what I've been sharing, what people have shared with me is they've never felt ready either. And you never really will. And there's a, there's a, for me, there's a peace in that because what I, I know what I can do. I know what I can do is step up. Like I know I yeah. can step up and I I know I can do it. Like I know I can be there for my kid. I know I can I can love something that I'm bringing into this world. I know that if I've taken the responsibility on my, you know on on myself um and I've I've agreed to it or whatever you do with your spouse or with your partner or whatever, I know I can step up. And that's kind of what reassures me. Is I don't know if I'll ever be ready, but it reassures me. It's it seems so elementary to compare it to this, but I don't want a dog. I don't want a dog at all. Yeah, you didn't want a dog. but And I tell Ben, it's definitely not like having a dog or a puppy, but it is the first step in kind of understanding. But I didn't want it. And I had told Jess that. I made it very clear, but she really <laughs> desired to have a dog. And I said, okay, we'll get a dog then. Whatever. Um, and we got Waylon. And I love that dog so much. Yeah, like one of my favorite things to do is to play with that dog and to wrestle with him and you know to take care of him. And there was like a space in my heart that was opened up once he entered into our home. And I just imagine that it's going to be similar. Uh, and to answer the second question, what I'm learning, Joan, again, I don't have advice here. I'm still, still trying to figure this out uh, because I'm not a dad, is um, I don't know if you do. Uh, I, I think, yeah. the, I, I, but I think the, the cool part of that is you find out that you love your lack of autonomy. Exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah, you love this new season. And Ashley and Jared, you do a great job. Like you were at the golden wedding. Yes, you maybe had to cut it a day shorter than you wanted to. And maybe, you know, there was more stress on you because Dawson was at home and you were like, you know, you're still mothering Dawson from a distance and that's not as ideal. But like my parents, I'm an only child. Friday nights, we were always at one of their friends' houses and we were always down in the basement with a babysitter that they would all split and hire and they oh, were always nice. upstairs having fun and doing whatever they were doing. And then, you know what? We got home. And I never, I, and I loved that season of my life. I never felt like I was 
disconnected from my parents. I just loved the fact that they had friends and that we had good times together. And so I don't know if you give up. I, I think it just adds a responsibility in your life that you've got to accept and that you got to know that this new season of life is going to be uh, different, but it's going to be as fun, as, as exciting. It's just going to look a little different mm-hmm. than it did before. And that's yeah. cool. And it's just going to be, like I said, like you're not going to have as much relationship time as you want. You're not going to have as not much like self-care time, but it is made up in the fact that like with the love of your child and being around your child is. So like, for example, Jared doesn't really like <laughs> we don't really want to go on vacation, just the two of us, which would probably be good. But we also know that we're going to end up looking at pictures and just talking about Dawson the entire time. So we'd rather just bring him and then bring a babysitter or a grandparent so that we can have him there, but also have our together time. And one more thing before I wrap this up, but like, uh, I want you to also know that like when you think that you're ready, um, make sure that you definitely are in a place where you're going to have like the tribe and you're going to have help because you're going to really need it more than you think. Yeah. You're gonna because in that way you can have more of the life that you had prior and you can prioritize your relationship and such. That's a great point. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pamper Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style wall. The space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body, you know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick. 
take some time out from work. Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. <laughs> Okay, a quick hitter here. Uh, Emma writes in and says, how do you compare yourself to others, especially since you're both influencers? I feel like I'm constantly comparing my job, my apartment, my looks, and literally everything else. Do you think social media can be toxic? Is that rhetorical? Uh, P.S. Love the podcast. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. Ben, you go first. Yes, it can be toxic. And yes, it can also be really good. It's, It's a very weird... It's very counterintuitive. Social media for me has been a way to connect with friends and meet new people and um, learn about new things. But it also can be something that I sit at and I wa- go through and I just pull my hair out or I get in a super like dark and heavy place because of it. Um, I haven't met somebody yet that's not uh, that's on social media that does not has not compared themselves to others. Even my friends who are very absent from social media, as soon as they open up their social media and they start scrolling, I'll get a text that says, um, how cool is this that this person's doing this? And that's comparing. So uh, I don't stop comparing myself. Here's what I do do though. Um, Years ago, I went through a practice where I went through a really dark place because of social media and mostly because of comparing myself from this bachelor world and seeing what other leads have done or other contestants have done and what I was not doing. Uh, I've talked about it openly. It was in July of a few years ago. I had to go back to Indiana and just like get settled in because I felt like I was losing myself and it wasn't healthy for Jess and it wasn't healthy for me. So during that time I started to talk, I had, I had to start telling myself who I knew myself to be, Uh, who I was if all the labels were stripped away. Who I was if I was standing there naked and unashamed in front of somebody and been like, I'm just me. Um, What did I know to be at my core? Who did I know myself to be to others? Or who did I desire to be to others? Who did I desire to be in this world? And so I wrote this stuff down. I had to pray it over myself. Now, you might not be somebody into prayer. That's okay. I don't know what you call it. You call it, you know, uh, meditation, um, whatever your way of speaking to yourself is or speaking to God is. uh, Mine is prayer. And I had to start praying over myself. I know this is who God sees me as. Um, I know this is who I want to be to my wife, to my friends, to my family, to strangers. And I've had to repeat those words often and remind myself of who I am because it it is a life of comparison and there is a life of judgment. There is a life where you constantly feel like you got to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, and that gets exhausting the other truth of this is there's always going to be somebody doing it better than you. There is. There's not one person that's not doing it better than you. And there's a piece in that to me because there's a truth in that to me. And so I can settle into the fact that I still want to be um, 
motivated. I still want to be successful, whatever your terms of success are. But I don't have to do it in comparison to somebody else. I can just do it to the standard that I've set for myself and for the standard that I know myself to want to pursue. And so what I would say to all this, to summarize all of it, is spend some time in silence thinking about who you are, Emma, at your core, who you know yourself to be, who you know you want to be to others, and then just repeat those on yourself often. Um, Because the you that is the best version of yourself is the one that is not trying to keep up with anybody else, but the one that is just being you to the best of your ability. Fantastic. Fantastic advice. I will say one of my strengths has always been like kind of not caring what people think. Um, Not to say that I've never and haven't been actually wounded by social media comparisons. I remember when Colton Seasons girls were just dominating social media and everything they posted was so pretty and aesthetic and i was like i am the old lady now no one wants to see me model clothes i look i can't find my place in this and then i think i just kind of was like okay um the more i realized this is all just social media based but like the more i posted that was things that were just like very me the more feedback that i would get that was positive and the like they didn't want me to be what the other girls were, the picture perfect thing. So I've always found that with social media, at least, me being my most authentic me, that carries me further. And that just makes me more confident in like myself and my content. And it makes me compare myself less knowing that people like the uniqueness. Now, I yeah like I don't know what it is that I was like there's been I all like I care what people think but I also like probably less than most people like when I was a teenager I liked going to dinner with my parents on the weekends I would much prefer doing that and being seen out with them than having to do whatever it was with kids my age and I was never embarrassed by hanging out with my parents so I just like kind of guess like I was always just kind of like in the boat where I was like, I just want to do whatever feels best for me. That was good for me being on The Bachelor and like having that scrutiny. For anybody listening, can you just imagine a world where Ashley would have t- tried to compromise or um, fit into the mold of what everybody else was doing and we wouldn't have the Ashley that's authentic and that we love? And that's what we were saying is like one of the things that you would write or if i wrote your truths about yourself is like you're authentically you and as a result we learn or we know or it's hard not to love you because we know what we're getting we're getting somebody who is authentic and who doesn't try to just fit into the normal robotic uh consensus that usually comes in life and that's a beautiful thing. And I can't imagine a world where Ashley would be anybody but you. And we love you for that. <laughs> Thank you. But I also don't want to make it sound like I'm conceited. Like I am above caring what people nothing. think. Because of course I do. Like I'll read in my comments and, you know, there's one negative comment. And that's the one where I'm like, Jared, can you believe this person said this? And then like I go there. Probably. So, of course, it gets to me. 
but maybe not to the extent that it does like your average person and i feel lucky for that thank goodness yeah i don't know i must be like in my like seventh life and not caring or whatever that is but also it's this person what was her what's her name emma was like I'm always comparing my job, my apartment, my looks. It's like, believe me, we are all doing this. Like, I look at people's houses and I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I want to do that to this house. Or it's like the job thing. You're always like, oh, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not being creative enough. Not putting enough energy into my next thing. Like, believe me, we're always feeling it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, again, you're not alone, Emma. Uh, two more questions. Um Carly says, I love listening to the Almost Famous podcast. I've never written into a podcast before, but I really want to hear your thoughts on this situation. My best friend is in a relationship, and I am not really a fan of the guy. She has basically given up her whole life to be with him, uh, hangs out with his friends, does what he wants to do, moves where he wants to move, and acts like he is the most amazing guy on the planet. She literally sees nothing wrong with him. She only hangs out with me now, talks to any other... Uh, doesn't talk to any of her other college friends. And if she's not hanging out with him, she's having a chill night at home. How do I talk to her about it without pushing her away? Mm, oh, see, I'm bad at this stuff because I'd be too blunt. The only person I can relate this to is my sister, who in the past has been in situations like this. And I have mostly never liked the guys that she's dated. Not referring to her fiance right now. Very much like her fiance. But we, the whole family has not liked plenty of boyfriends in the past. Some of them have been like nice guys that like we like love them as people or I learned to love them as people for sure. But them as boyfriends have not been had a good effect on her and not had and not just been like great boyfriends. And... I'm just so blunt about it because that's like my sister, you know, so it's a little bit different friend wise. Have I ever not liked somebody's like, yeah, it's hard. This is hard because I'm thinking about like the, the boyfriends that my friends have had that like have showed me red flags. And I've got to say, like, I've never really said anything about it. I guess like what the best thing for me is like when you're in the midst of a conversation with her about him, you can bring up questions about him then be like, oh, but what did you think about that? Or that doesn't weird you out? Or like, does that make you feel like 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 why wouldn't you hang out with somebody when he's hanging out with one of his friends? You know, like kind of question her in the midst of a conversation that seems natural. What do you think, Ben? Well, I think you're right. I think you have to ask questions. Um, yeah. But there's a there's a level there when you start asking too many questions. I think people can read through what you're asking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Asking. Here's the thing that this does not go into. Uh, Carly is not talking about what it is about this guy she doesn't like. So we don't really know if he's the is the best guy in the world, and her friend is just stricken with love and spending so much time with him because she can't imagine her life with anybody else. And yeah. at that. It's a whole different situation, Carly. Yeah, she's just jealous. Exactly. And that's what I want to yeah, say. Like, are you, Carly, are you a little just like sad that you don't get to hang out with your friend as much? And it is a natural evolution of life mm -hmm. when your friend does meet somebody who they love. They are making that commitment. And when you 
go farther in your relationship and you get married or, you know, maybe you're engaged or maybe there's more years under your belt in the relationship. One thing I believe that is essential in any marriage is that you are going to put your partner first. Like you are going to put them first above your friendships. That sounds so crazy, but you are, you're going to put them first most of the time, even above yourself because you hope they're doing the same thing to you. So there's like some Mm -hmm. type of dance there where it's balancing itself out and it's working. And so jealousy, I felt that with my friends. Um, I think one way I've seen that this is helpful and maybe not threatening is to call up your friend, Carly, or see her in person and be like, hey, uh, I am jealous of your relationship right now because I'm not in a relationship from what it sounds like uh, Carly's saying. And I miss the amount of time we got to spend together. And I miss us also hanging out with our friends from college that we used to do all these cool things with. And I just had to tell you this as a friend because I love you. I'm not saying this because I don't like you. I like you so much that I'm jealous that you're spending so much time with this guy. And I don't want that to end. Like, I'm not asking you to stop dating him well and stop spending time with him and his friends. All I'm asking is for more time with you as a friend because I need you too. Yeah. I think this is a good question for you to answer too because like I keep putting it into my sister's point of view because like for me, my sister is my best friend. But for you as an only child, you probably leaned on your best friends and you probably needed them I need often. Them yeah. And so there this was this is a conversation I've had with them. Like that that exact statement that I just said is something I brought up to them is hey, I've been resentful. I've gotten angry at you. I and mentally have made fun of you for all this yeah. time that you're spending with <laughs> yeah. this person. And ultimately what I figured out is that I just miss you. Like I miss, I, I need you in my life and I need you as a friend and I love you so much and I'm not willing just to like sit on the sidelines and wait for you to be available to me. But I need that from you. Like I need you to pursue me in this friendship too. And can we find a balance? Like, can we find a dance here that works for you and works for him and that we can build a friendship, you know, through that? Very good. And usually, I mean, that's a very, like, it's not very threatening. And you're also like, again, sandwiching it with this, like, I love you. Like, I'm not telling you this because I don't like you. I'm telling you this because I miss you. Like, I want you in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's if it's the case. And Carly, if it's not the case and the guy kind of sucks, then again, just kind of... (sighs) Question her through natural conversation. (laughs) Yeah, if he sucks, if he sucks, totally different scenario, but we don't know that about him yet. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite 
scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest safest and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, Take some time out from work. Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/slash. Famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash famous. Lindsay, final question of the day. I love you both and have been listening to your show for years. Thanks, Lindsay. I'm so excited about this new segment. I guess what I need advice with is dating my husband. I know it's so important to have date nights and one-on-one time, That's not with our baby or sitting in front of the TV, but I am so just tired all the time. It sounds silly, but I am pregnant and have a toddler, and it's just so hard at the end of the day to get myself to do anything. I am such a morning person, and my husband is very much a night out, so we both have our most energy at different times of the day. Any advice on how to overcome this? Thanks in advance. Well, Lindsay, I'm thinking afternoon dates. (laughs) That way you meet in the middle. But I also am being realistic here. You're pregnant and have a toddler. It's It might be one of those times in your life where you're just like, you know what? During this span of months, our marriage may not be the hottest. <laughs> but once you once we're over this chapter, which is inevitable... It will it will come again because marriage is, as I always tell you, it's like always in motion, right? It's always changing. You have to keep it healthy throughout. But like, if this isn't going to be your sexy era, um, it's probably okay as long as we can rebound from this. 
Um, I'm just trying to be realistic. Like, obviously, getting out for an afternoon date will be great, and you should do it. You should pepper it into this time. But as long as your husband is understanding of where you are, I, and I hope he is, um, he should just understand that it's sort of just the depths of the difficulty when it comes to creating a family. Ben, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I think dates are very important. Um, but I don't, when I see date here, I don't think of like the date that we would typically think of, Ashley. Yeah, what do you think? I think you're tired, Lindsay. I think he, your husband... You don't husband, know where you are in your pregnancy, but obviously, side You're effect. very tired. Um, I think what you're asking here above anything else is intimacy. Like, how do I find intimacy with my husband yeah. in this season of life? It doesn't have to be physical. And couples find intimacy in very different ways. Uh, some, you know, go off of the love languages. Some just need uh, some attention. Some just need the space. I would encourage you in any marriage, I think, you know, me two years in, not an expert, but I do think Jessica and I become closer when we do spend time um, intentionally just together doing whatever that is. We bought a game for Christmas. It's called the date night game and it's a bunch of cards, probably a hundred cards with questions on it. And they range from like wild questions about like, your sexual preferences to easy questions like, would you rather be a s- astronaut or a farmer? Um, and we play that game at night at dinner now when we sit and we ask each That's other nice. like four questions each mm-hmm. just to keep in tune. We also have changed the way we communicate. We used to ask each other, how was your day? Uh, and that always kind of felt weird because if it was a bad day, you're having to re-bring up things that you maybe don't want to talk about. And so we started to ask the question instead, can you give me your highlight and low light from the day? And so every day we do a highlight and a low light. And if there's anything in between that we've missed that you want to talk about, we can. But we, I always know her highlight of the day. She always knows mine. And I know her low light of the day. And she always knows mine. And that can be crazy things. Like I stubbed my toe on a piece of furniture and it hurt like hell. And that was my low light because it still hurts. Um, or it could be really, <laughs> it can be really like heavy stuff, right? But ultimately what we're saying here is Lindsay, you have to find a way in this season of life with it looking the way it looks and with you feeling the way it feels is for you to, to experience some type of intimacy. And when I think of intimacy, I just think of the two of you coming together in some way. It could be physical. Um, it also could be with communication. It could be the fact that maybe your husband uh, loves back rubs. I'm talking about myself here. I was, I know, but I was also thinking, I was like, back rubs are a good thing. Just like yep. lying on each other and like being like, here's my arm, tickle my arm. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe what you need to ask of him, Lindsay, is to just rub your back because what it does is it makes you know that he's willing to like do something for you uh, that it feels really good for you and probably doesn't feel that great for him. Or maybe you need to do vice versa. Maybe you just need to lean over and rub his back or scratch his back. There's these just small things to keep you guys connected. And when it gets harder and when there becomes more chaos in your life, I do be- believe that the small little acts of love can keep you too close. And then as you enter into the next season of life, which will be two kids running around, like you, you will still be able to keep those practices in place um, that you don't have to necessarily change um, the way you're behaving because you know that even the small little acts 
keep you get too connected. And I think that's really important right now. So instead of dates, let's not think about dates. Let's not think about a seven dates o'clock are too dinner. big right now. Okay. Very, yeah. very, very nice, Ben. Very yeah. good advice from somebody who doesn't have children, but maybe this question should have been answered by somebody who doesn't have children because I'm making it like too real. And you were, you're able to like make it seem simple. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's, it's that like, Hey, I'm going to lay my life down at the feet of your life and you hopefully do the same to me and we're going to figure out this dance that we're both caring for each other well and we know we both have each other's backs even um, in the midst of this chaos. So do some small stuff first. Then maybe every once in a while you'll get the energy to go out to Burger King at 7 o'clock at night and go through the drive-thru. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but right now, Jessica and I do a lot of date nights. We love date nights. We have the energy for it. We don't have kids. We don't have, we don't have a, a, anything stopping us from going on beautiful dates. That will stop at some point. Um, but when it does... We'll have to figure out something else. We will. And I hope you do too, it, Lindsay. Uh, okay. Second episode of Almost Good Advice is in the books. Keep writing us in. We want to keep talking to you. Uh, if you hate our advice, I'd love to hear that too. If you think we're so wrong, you're angry, you're sitting at home, you're like, how can these two people think they got, that they got it right? Well, the truth is we did it. We're trying our best. Uh, and, uh, and we're learning as we go, just like everybody is. If you need some advice from us, you think that it would do you good <laughs> or almost good. <laughs> you can DM us on our Instagram page, Almost Famous Podcast, or you can also email us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartRadio.com. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley, and we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin healthy and dry. 
Pampers swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Try swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. Free and gentle cleans better without risk of tearing. It's made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess and is five times stronger. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. 